0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. Yesterday, I started talking to you about the subject of fear. I am not a philosopher, but I've deduced through the course of my living, there are two types of fear. One is a healthy fear. Another is an unhealthy fear. And some people are victims of unhealthy fear they allow other people to put fear unhealthy fear on them they allow it into their life and it's not healthy for them but there is some fear that is good that is healthy for example when I was young my dad was teaching me how to operate a lawnmower and that could be dangerous and he stuck a stick underneath that thing there and got all mangled up there by that blade now that could be your toe if you're not careful boy that put fear in my life uh, and I still have all my toes because of that fear, okay? Fear of gravity uh, can keep us from doing stupid things like climbing up trees or sides of buildings and and getting too close to the edge. It preserves life. Some fear is good for you, but there's some fear that's not. Let me tell you a story. And I understand this to be a true story. One of our missionaries single lady, was in Peru, and she was walking to a empty seat that just became empty. A man was getting off at the next stop, and he got off, or was getting up there. and So she moved to the back, and they bumped into each other, and she realized that her watch was now gone. Now, she'd had enough of this stuff. She had had her purse snatched a few times and things like that, and so this time she was going to take matters in her own hand, and so she turned around and followed the guy to the front of the bus. And put her handbag on his shoulder, took her hairbrush out of her bag, stuck it in his ribs like a gun, put her handbag over there said, put the watch in the bag. The guy started to turn. She pushed to Put the watch in the bag. She felt something drop in her bag and the doors of the bus opened up. The guy got off and ran. She got off and ran all the way back to her house. Got home huffing and puffing and opened and closed her door, put her back against the door and looked down on the table next to her was her watch yes <laughs> she looked in her bag and screamed she had his watch in her bag she robbed him under brush point there in broad daylight and stole his watch i've often wondered what did she do with that watch have you ever made a mistake have you ever you know messed up we've made failures haven't we but sometimes the fear of failing, the fear of making a mistake, the fear of not succeeding can be a good fear. It can motivate us to work harder, to dig deeper, to put our hand to the plow and not look back and to fight on. Probably one of my motivations, why I do what I do, is the fear of failing. I don't want to fail because if I fail in my objective as a missionary, it means people die and go to hell because I failed of reaching them with the truth. If we fail as Christians in carrying out the gospel message, it means people perish for all eternity. So it's important that we don't fail. So there's some fear out there that is, Good. Let me tell you another story in the Bible. A story where people acted by fear rather than by faith. Stories found in the book of Numbers chapter 13 and into chapter 14. The children of Israel have come out of bondage. God has delivered them. He's feeding them. He brought them out of the most powerful nation of the world. He brought their enemies to their death at the bottom of the Red Sea that he very opened for their deliverance. They're drinking the water that the Lord has provided. They're eating the food, the manna that's coming from heaven and and the quails and stuff there. And they get up to Kadesh Barnea, about ready to go into the promised land, the land of milk and honey that they've heard of for years and years and years. And now God is bringing them to their promised land. And they send in spies to to spy out the land. Ten come back with a bad report. Two come back with, with a great report. Now all will admit this is a great land. I mean, there's milk and honey, and the fruit is amazing, and and stuff there. But we saw the giants there. They have walled cities. They have people who are trained in military, in warfare, and and we're we're just people who know how to make bricks. How do we know how to fight? We're not able. And fear becomes infectious. And the these ten created a movement within the camp that they felt that they could not obtain what God had promised to them. Only two out there said, let's follow God. Let's have the faith. Look what God has done for us in the past. Let's remember that. Don't rebel. Remember the Lord that he's on our side. He's given this promise. He's delivered us so far. We can do this. We can take this. This is why, by the way, churches are not run as a democracy. We'd be in trouble if it were. If they took a vote, ten said, "Let's let's run. Let's uh, let's go back to Egypt. L- let's not attempt this." And here's here's the thing: if you if you act with eyes of fear, you're not going to overcome. And They still had to come back to this point again. They came back there 40 years later, but God had to send them back down in the wilderness to learn how to trust God because they failed to see with eyes of faith. Now know this, your outlook can determine your outcome. If your outlook is, I can't do this. If your outlook is that way, then that might be the outcome that you'll have. Keep your eyes on the objective, not the obstacles. Let me give you something to do. Look at a wall. Look at a wall around you. If you're in a car, that might be hard there. Look at a building. And then look at your hand. Which is bigger, the wall, the building, or your hand? Well, of course, the wall's bigger. But place your hand right in front of your face. Now look at the wall or look at that building. And if you're driving, be careful doing that. Now, what is bigger? Well, your hand looks bigger right now because of your perspective. Now, what's my point? The point is this. God is like the wall or the building. God is bigger than your problem. But if you put your problem, if you look at your God through your problem, through your hand, your problem is going to look bigger than God. But the truth of the reality is that God's much bigger and he can overcome. Fear is often in relationship to your faith. As your faith in God gets stronger, your fear will diminish. But as your faith in God weakens, if you have a small God, then your fear will grow and overcome. And mark this down, faith will cast out fear. I deal with a lot of people in the area of evangelizing Muslims, and I see it, and it comes up often. There's a great deal of fear. I can't speak to these people. Part of the problem is that they still see them as an enemy. They still see them with their political eyes. And I'm here to tell you that, yes, Islam is an enemy of our country, but the Muslim, you've got to separate the two. Muslims are the people. They have been unfortunate to be born into darkness, into a false teaching, and they need the truth. By only God's grace, you weren't born in their shoes. You could have been. I mean, I was fortunate to be born in a preacher's home in Indiana, but I could have been born in a Muslim in an imam's home in India with being taught the Quran. God could have chosen that life for me. And had that been my life, if I continue following the false teaching of the prophet Muhammad, it would lead me into an eternity of hell without knowing who Jesus Christ. Understand this. Muslims do not go to hell because they're Muslim. Muslims go to hell because they reject Jesus Christ and his gift of salvation. And it's the same reason why anyone goes to hell, if they reject Jesus Christ and the gift of his salvation. Having fear of speaking to Muslims is big. I get it. I understand that. But don't let your fear keep you from doing what God can enable you to do. See with eyes of faith. They're just people. And the fact is true, they're hungry. They're hungry for truth. They're hungry for friendship. They're hungry for for someone to share uh, in their life. Now, let me go back to this fear in faith issue. If your cup. Imagine you, you, your heart is like a glass. And if you fill it with one thing, there's no room for anything else to get into it. Like you know, if I have a glass here and I fill it with Coca-Cola, and let's say that's fear. And I have another glass here that's full of water, and let's say that's faith. Well, if my glass is full already, I can't pour any water into there because it's already full. My It's to the capacity. And likewise, it's the truth. If my glass is full of faith, then there's no room for the fear. What are you filling your heart with? Ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink by the water that gets in them. Fearful things can be all around you like the water around a boat. And that's okay for it to be around the boat. It's okay. I understand there's going to be areas where fear will be out there. But don't allow your heart to become full of the fear that's around you. Keep the water outside of the boat. Keep the fear outside of your heart and learn to trust God. Well, the children of Israel, they were there at the moment. God could have taken them in, ready to go, deliver them, but they didn't follow Joshua and Caleb said to the people, remember the Lord, remember that the Lord is with us, remember that God delivered us out of our bondage, that he parted the waters. When we were at the Dead Sea, he delivered our enemy into our hand and destroyed them by the very same waters that he parted to rescue us. He provided for us gushing water from a rock. He's dropping manna from heaven on us every day and quail by night. He's about to Pull down the walls of Jericho if you'll have faith and follow him. He's going to hold the sun in place for 24 hours and bring victory to their battles there. Uh, He's going to topple giants with little boys with stones. Uh, He's going to bring down fire from heaven. He's going to shut the mouths of lions. He's going to fireproof would-be martyrs that would not bow. He'll preserve human life in the belly of a whale. He'll feed the bellies of thousands with a few loaves and a few fishes. He's the one who makes the weak strong and the strong weak. He's the one who heals the sick. He's the one uh, who makes the blind to see, the lame to leap, the deaf to hear, and the dumb to speak. And after all, God is the one that can conquer death and the grave. What in the world are we afraid of? Are you living in fear? Stop it. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you. Hey, folks, before we close, I'm going to give you a quick announcement. I'm going to be in Bellingham, Washington this weekend. We're going to be at the Bellingham Baptist Church on Sunday night. I'll be preaching, and it would be great to get to see some of our listeners again. It's been a long, long time with COVID. I didn't get a chance to get up to Washington last year. I'm still hoping. Usually around this time of the year, I'm up in Canada uh, doing meetings. can't do that with the border being closed, but at least we are going to be meeting in Bellingham. Hope you might be able to come by. Sunday night, we start at six o'clock. The Bellingham Baptist Church is at 2501 Orleans Street. If you're able to come, let's go out afterwards for some fellowship uh, somewhere at a restaurant, maybe, and enjoy some fellowship with each other and appreciate all of you out there and your support to this ministry. I always look forward to getting to see some of our listeners. Hope you can be there. God bless you. We'll see you soon.